Oh. Hey, brother. I have my brother. I have my brother here. Uh, Blake Holbein is joining us tonight on the 209 podcast. Um, and as we said, we're branching out with this one. We had only ever had Taylor University alum on the show. And we're moving on. Blake graduated from Huntington, but not yeah. moving too we're far. Still, yeah, we're still in the crossroads. Yep. That's Stayed right. In the crossroads, the gateway to the Midwest. That's right. <laughs> but Blake very kindly is wearing a TU sweatshirt. So oh, that wow. this doesn't this doesn't, you know, jar us too much. So I appreciate that, Blake. Yes. Thank you, first and foremost, so much for having me on. I am just absolutely honored. Just uh been a listener, been loving it. You guys crack me up. I'm just so excited to to share some time with you guys and be on the pot. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. Thank you. And I, I do have to say, I did, you know, wear this sweatshirt as a nod, a nod to, to you guys and being on the pod, you know, had to represent. That's good. We appreciate that. Um, you've been pretty loyal in your listening, would you say? Yes. Although it is hard for me to remember, I was actually trying to go back and look at like what some of the pods were. Um, and, and my memory fails me often, but, uh, they always make me smile. And, uh, I actually, just before we got on here, I was listening to the one that you guys did. Gen Z vocab test cracked me up. Really loved that. Um, would love more of that. So, yeah. That's good. It, it's hard to remember when we take about, I don't know, three months in between each episode. Yeah. Hey, it, it was yeah. the holidays. Well, you know. You yeah. want to give time for people to digest them. It's you true. can't yeah. just pop them out. A lot to think about. Yeah. And when they get when they get the alert on Spotify that we have a new app. Yeah. I, get, I, bet, I bet they get really excited. I hope we catch them off guard, you know. Yeah. I think we've done a good job of that, of like, you forget about us, then look who oh, back, yeah. get wrecked. That's right. It's over, it's over. <laughs> but it's far from over. That's right. Well, Blake, we're excited to have you on. Um, do you remember when you first met Jacob Baker? Man, I it's hard for me to trace back to the exact moment, but I... I I believe it was maybe at their lake house when we dropped you off over there one time. I I want to say, um, Jake, do you remember? That That is when I would have guessed, but maybe Grant has a better memory. I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, how do you, how would you say you know Jake? I I guess I would say that moment is what sticks out in my mind, but also LCS. I mean, that was kind of the beginning of us transferring and that was kind of your first, I think, introduction and connection point there with the bakers. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Now you guys are both to Adrianites. Do you, do you call yeah. yourself Adrianites? We run this town now, basically. So what's the proper word for a person from Adrian? Drains. Drains? <laughs> the Drainos. Yeah. The Drainos. Oh, Drainos is good. Drainos is pretty cool. I like that. Now you're both fellow Drainos. 
<laughs> and what about Ev? Better, How do you know Ev? Uh, <clears throat> well, I guess Ev? if he, yeah, if, if Blake doesn't remember, I remember the first time I I talked to you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, because you Facetime Grant when he was a freshman to you, and I was I wasn't a resident of the two hundred nine yet, but I uh, ceremonially was. Yeah, and. Yeah. You were telling us about somebody at Huntington that had a didgeridoo. Mm. Oh, yes. Do you remember this guy? Yeah, I do. Yes, it was quite the experience. That's yeah, that would help lock it in the memory there. For yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very formative for me. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty pretty interesting to have a guy on your campus playing a didgeridoo. Uh, very cool sound. Was and. If, correct me if I'm wrong, he would be, he didn't have like one spot where he would play the didgeridoo. He would kind of mix it up. Yeah, I think he was trying to find the hot spots where the women would flock, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. The acoustics probably need to be right too, where you get a nice like rebound off the walls and stuff to really yeah. maximize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He would kind of sneak the didgeridoo up on you, wouldn't he? Like he'd be perched in like a, on a roof. He would. Kinda. He yeah. would be perched outside of uh, Hardy Hall, I believe, for those Huntington listeners. Um, I don't know if Deli is listening, but uh, she's a fellow Huntington student. So, oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. She, know that. He might be there still. I don't know. He might still be there. He might still be perched right there. Um, Ev, if you look at Jake's like neck area, does his collar kind of look like puka shells right now? Is he wearing back? They're back. It's just the it's yeah. just <laughs> the plaid collar, but uh, for a second it looked like he was wearing a necklace, and I was like, "It did." All right, Jake. He's trying to think warm, think warm thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On a beach somewhere, actually, yeah. probably not. He's probably trying to think. Yeah, <laughs> he would. Yeah, he would hate that. <laughs> Keep your enemies close. Yeah, on a beach in Alaska somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Are um, any of us here beach guys? Would anybody prefer a beach over the mountains here? I don't profess as a beach guy. I do like doing things at the beach. I don't just like being at the beach. Yeah. Are there actually beach guys? I would prefer the beach over a lot of things, but I would prefer the mountains over the beach. Yeah. People who are like really into the beach, I wonder how often they've actually been to the beach. <laughs> yeah, I time, I, time, I time out at the beach in like two days. Yeah. Sand, sand is just not i don't know no no sand's not it sand is very inconvenient the snow you can get the snow on you at least it melts and goes away the yeah. sand it sticks with you forever yeah That's i right. do hate that especially with technology you get sand like in the little crevices of your phone and stuff oh you know who hates sand nikki oh nikki anakin skywalker too a anakin skywalker <laughs> Yeah, he says it. He says, I hate sand. He's talking about his home mm -hmm. in Tatooine. Yeah, oh, I, I know. Sand. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he gets everywhere. Yeah. And he hates sand people. That's mm. true. Proven. Tuscan Raiders. Speaking of Star Wars, I, I feel like this is just a good transition for some reason. I'm, I'm thinking about Wiffle and just how you know the Wiffle team still has not happened. The, the Star Wars theme, still a dream. This dream is still well, out there. Do you think it's what's the, it's still a possibility? I don't know. 
I think there will be a year when we make it happen. What's the team name associated? Y'all have a good kind of play on Star Wars. Well, we were going to do the Holby Wan Jacobis. Oh, we, if we had Jake or something similar to that. That was the name I would have never been on board for that. Yeah, Jake had a different <laughs> name. Jake, it was the, what was it, the Phantom Bear? Oh. <laughs> I feel like these are bad names I'm being roped in on, and I don't I don't recall them at all. It was like episode, I remember there was discussion about different episodes. Right, and, it was a, it was a yeah. six-season commitment, and because yeah. um, we would not do the the latest three didn't weren't included but yeah. episode one i don't was it the phantom Burl? i remember that one yeah being put out there <clears throat> episode two attack of the Burls. <laughs> 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 and episode three revenge of the Burl. <laughs> get to really guys, see the transition do you guys know who is building the house on top of the wiffle ball field and do they know what they're what they've done what crime they've committed <laughs> The sad thing is, it's not somebody specifically that's picked it. They're just building the house. So it's yeah. basically just a company building a house, and then they're going to try to sell it. Right. Yeah. Y'all should pick it. Should pick up the house. So I know Danny and I have actually talked about entertaining the idea of looking through the homes over there. And that house isn't built yet, the one on the wiffle ball field. But I feel like it would be fitting to for us to look at it once it does get built. To yeah. buy it? To buy it to tear it down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jake, I didn't think about that. But hey, Jake, I've heard you and Grant are looking as uh, looking to be some investors. So if you want to get in on that, to buy it with me and Danny and uh, tear it down and rebuild the field. Well, we, we, could pro- we could probably lower the league fees and still make money with that plan. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's good. Like, I have a question of of your recreational endeavors, the things that you've planned. Where does the whole Bayern Wiffle Ball League line up? Is that your your proud proudest achievement? Your crowning jewel? Um, I would definitely say it's got to be up there. I mean, I don't know yeah. of anything else that I've been involved in that's had yeah. the longevity the entertainment value i think it has yeah. to be number one i i i do have some other things that i've done that have been fun like run some spike ball tournaments run disc golf tournaments i ran a Catan tournament in college that was pretty cool we had we literally had over 50 people in the tournament um so i enjoy yeah i enjoy sports and games but the wiffle league has to be number one yeah and i feel like it had like regional buy-in. oh yeah the radio I mean, came yeah, that's crazy. Local radio was broadcasting, and, was, and they were very confused by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like five balls as a walk. What? Yeah, they're yeah. Like, that's ball four. She's gonna. Oh, um, she's still up there. And then, <laughs> and they like strike out after one pitch because they would take it, and you have to you have to swing. Uh, yeah. First pitch K rule, and yeah. they'd be very confused. They'd be like, "Did we just miss like two pitches? Like what?" What just happened? And I do think that was. Like, I love. That's one of the things I love the most is like rules, and I do think the first pitch K rule is just an all time. It's just an all time great rule. I, we probably stole it from somewhere, but great rule. Yeah. That was a great installation. That's a great. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to get Dylan to do that for church league softball because 
Oh, I I love that rule. It's a great rule. Get yeah. the bats going. Wait, well, it has to be a strike, though, doesn't it? Yeah, if you if you take the first strike looking, then you're out. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it doesn't even matter if the first strike is the second pitch. If no, nope. yes, correct. Like so, if there was a ball, first ball, second ball is a strike. You don't swing. Okay. Yep. Yep. So you're educating me. Yeah, you got to go up there and be aggressive. Yeah, you got to think like a hitter. Yep, exactly. Can't be searching for walks. So there's there's people that would have four balls and then they go down. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Blake, is there any uh anything from the pod past or present that you want to just address? I really couldn't think of. I I was trying to go back and remember certain things. I know. Uh, I think you already self-addressed the the meals at uh Columbia Central. Yeah, this keeps getting brought up. Yeah, I, so we don't need to beat a dead horse. So <clears throat> don't I won't bring that up. But uh, Tom likes to bring I, that one up a lot. Uh, I couldn't. Wait, I couldn't really think of too much. Wait, but when you were listening to that, were you actively disagreeing? I was actively just kind of dropping my head and yeah, yeah. I was wrong. I can be wrong. <laughs> it's okay. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you can say that. I thought I was yeah. right. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. That's good. But we learned. Um, so one of the things I would like to address. So you and Grant differ in your fanhood. Mm. Oh yeah. Specifically, I always have. I've never asked you this in person. But how did you? How did you not choose Ohio State as your your team? Yeah, yeah. So for the listeners out there, I'm a I'm a Michigan State fan, and uh, Grant, an Ohio State fan. My dad's an Ohio State fan. Hudson's an Ohio State fan. Which I just oh, Grant's wearing an Ohio State hoodie. Um, yeah. I wanted to put it out there too. We miss Huddy. Uh, Huddy is in Spain uh, right now. R.I.P. Hudson. Yep. We can talk about that later. But um, but yeah. So my grandpa, Ted Wendell, Theodore Wendell, he is a diehard Michigan State fan, and so my mom kind of you know, became a Michigan State fan. I wouldn't say as diehard, although over these last couple of years, she's she's been getting into it a lot more. Um, but yeah, my grandpa, he kind of got me into Michigan State. And so, which is kind of shocking because you'd think my dad would like really, you know, firstborn son want to get me, yeah, get me to be an Ohio State fan. But I guess it, it didn't matter that much or just my, I don't know exactly. But yeah, my grandpa and my mom, I would say, kind of got me into Michigan State and it just stuck. Go green. Do you do you think that you have a disdain for Michigan as much as the Ohio State fans in your house? Um, I would say yes. Um, yeah. Well, I guess maybe not as much, but I I definitely do have a disdain for Michigan. Um, I kind of by association am also an Ohio State fan. Just I I I actually think I watch Ohio State more than Michigan State sometimes, yeah. just because the rest of my family watches Ohio state. So if I, if I'm wanting to watch Michigan state, it's pretty much me like by myself watching Michigan state <laughs> or, you know, sometimes with my mom, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Michigan guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. For good reasons. Um, yeah. Who's your favorite Michigan state? We'll just say athlete across 
any sport. <sighs> hmm. That's a good one. Um, I'll I'll first put out there the one I love to hate, but also I don't know. It's like uh Draymond Green, you know, with him oh, being yeah. a Sparty, it's like sometimes I don't want to claim him, but also he's been one of the most successful Michigan State players to go on to the NBA. Okay. Um but I really like Cassius Winston. Um, it was really sad when he didn't get to play his senior year in the tournament because of COVID. Oh, yeah. And that's like probably one of the saddest, saddest things yeah. to me is that that team didn't get to get to play because I, I think they were really good, but we'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. That yep. is one of those things lost in COVID. Yeah. Wait, Jake, how do you feel about data? Love them. <laughs> Always have. <laughs> did you hear that adam silver apparently tried to talk him out of retirement recently like apparently with his recent suspension he was going to retire yeah i thought he was successful in that negotiation that he negotiated that he was going to retire he tried to pull him out of retirement and yeah, yeah. he did right yes yeah you think it was a yeah. bluff Probably. He was, he was just trying to get him to, to feel wanted again. Probably. <laughs> Honestly, he wanted to show them how much everyone needs him. <laughs> he went to the top all the way. Blake, who are some of your favorite like old school MSU guys? Um hmm. Well, it like old school, I mean, I guess I never watched him play, but like Magic Johnson. Old school, um, like I'm. I'm sure you're thinking like Drew Neitzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Drew Neitzel. Um, Lucas. Uh, yeah, there were some guys. I feel like Michigan State always gets some of these guys that can just jam. That can just like, I mean, they. I don't know. They've got. They. I feel like they just get good. You know, they get some good players, and um, but I do remember some of those guys over the years, like Lucas, and I can't remember all of them, but there were some guys that could just like, they could dunk it. And um, we like seeing the three ball too. So yeah, I I remember when Gary Harris was there. Yeah, Gary Harris. He was fun to watch. He, he could fun. shoot it. He was good, really good. Yeah, they're playing Illinois tonight. Oh yeah, they're coming off of a tough L. Uh, so I'm hoping they can they can bounce back. Yeah, it's interesting. Our family, well, was... it's a very functional, multi, fan household. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have kind of merged into liking Michigan state a lot, um, just through my mom and Blake and my grandpa. And then now I've graduated from MSU law and I'm in East Lansing and they also hate Michigan. So it's like, I got a lot <laughs> of things in common and it, it works pretty well. Yeah, some may say you're more of a true Sparty than me now with, you know, graduating. I, I know, from, and from I go to a lot of games because yeah. you just fall in your lap when you live here, which is pretty fun. So, yeah, you've got the connections. No, I, I do remember when Michigan State and Ohio State were both good at football. I hated watching games at your house because of your dad. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is just like the definition of a heckler. Yeah, oh, yeah. Where now I love it. It's like prime entertainment. But when I was super invested in Michigan State football, I hated it. Yeah. Wait, wait, give me a taste of what that would look like. 
I'm having a hard time picturing. Um, it'd be kind of like a. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fumble yeah. time. <laughs> Fumble time's classic. My dad. Think, wait. Have you ever heard my dad's what fumble you... time call? No, that sounds amazing. <laughs> he likes to, it's he kind likes of... to try to call it into existence. It's it's a yeah, pre fumble. I, I love the fumble time too. Yeah. I feel like it's really come to life during Hudson's time at Taylor. I don't yeah. know if he did it when you when you were playing. No, I don't think so. I think it's uh yeah the new development. Yeah, it is new. I think I think the biggest thing sometimes with that is that he will like. If it's the other team that does something good, it's always like, you know, there's a reason. There's yeah. some other reason why yeah. it went well. <laughs> he, he, he is also he loses all sense of objectivity when he's watching. Yeah, like he he'll also like a lot of times the other teams are like immoral. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. that is so true. Bunch of crooks out here. Yeah. Bunch of dirty you players. To win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he will attribute a lot of actions to malice. <laughs> Wait, Grant, yeah, I mean, you... hey, with Michigan right now, maybe rightfully so. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. And that confirmed yeah. everything. And I, yeah. I'm with him. I'm with him. Yeah. But, although Wait, I... Oh, go ahead. Wait. Tell your story. I have, I have a question. Oh, I was just going to bring up your guys' pod about when you were talking about Michigan with the whole rule thing. Um, yeah. Because it is interesting because, like, I'm I'm very much a rules person, I would say, but I do think they should change that rule. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, hey, you know it's the rule. But yeah. it's interesting. My boss, Tim, he's a big Michigan fan. So, like, he was – he kind of, like, keeps up more with what's going on with that whole situation and – he was explaining to me that like he feels that Harbaugh didn't know about all this, and I, I don't know, I I find that tough to buy. But he started to go into it, and I was like, well, I mean, I guess it's possible, but even so, it's someone that's part of the organization that's cheating, and yeah. Well, if you're the head coach, you're culpable for your staff. It's right. The way it goes. Yep. I mean, like the head coach at Northwestern, yeah, he got fired for. All the stuff going on inside of his program, whether he knew it or not, he's he's responsible. Yeah, um, I was going to ask about an infamous story I know of Grant watching the Ohio State Michigan game. Uh, what was the guy's name that got thrown out, and then he gave like the double birds oh, in the big house? Oh, I don't remember his name. Uh, Blake probably remembers. Do you remember this, Blake? It wasn't Adolphus, was it? Dolphins? No, I can't remember his name. He was a good player. Is I'm gonna this, look it up. Oh, is this when we were working the games? No, we we were watching oh. the game at the house in Adrian, and uh, an Ohio State player got ejected. And as he was walking out of the stadium, he th- threw up his middle fingers to the whole crowd. Yes. Okay. And I, I do tweeted, remember that. I tweeted something like, "This dude's a legend," or "Love this guy." Some <sighs> something was boring. Marcus Hall, this is the guy. Marcus Hall, okay, that did not did not sound familiar. Um, yeah. And <laughs> Dad was disgusted with this action. Uh, just very dishonorable. Uh, a, a moment of objectivity from our father, because it wasn't Ohio State player. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we got to back. We got to yep, take yep. that back. So got to got to 
credit him where it's due. Yeah. Um, but in classic fashion, you uh, showed dad my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then that's when he got on Twitter after that. And uh, and then he sent me up to my room and I couldn't watch the rest of the game. Oh, no way. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. But then I was still well, then I was still tweeting from my room. <laughs> <laughs> Double down. I doubled down big time. Is it still called tweeting? Xing. I don't know. What is it called? (laughs) Jake, what's it called? I don't know. I'm not not on X much anymore. I think people still just call it tweeting. The amount of times I've heard people in conversation being like, I saw on Twitter, I mean X or whatever you call it. Yeah. That's that's the exact phrase every time. Yeah. Like I don't know if Twitter's ever going to get out of the vocab. I think people yeah. do know that it's X though. Like if someone if someone were to say I saw an X, I would know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. I think yeah. people are unsure if they know and so they they still say Twitter. I do yeah. think there's confusion on how you say what you're doing there cuz like yeah. when it was Twitter you could just say I tweeted. And now with X it's like you you what? You X? Right. You X. Yeah. Uh, tweet, tweet tweeted is just so much more fun to say. Tweet's a good verb. It, is. it really is. Yeah. It really is. Um, I want to address one of your most controversial and famous takes. Um, we have two big Justin Bieber fans here. Uh, Ev has attended multiple Justin Bieber concerts, correct? Not just one. Well, really just one. But I, okay. I he, he alluded me with COVID and then with his... Kind of a mental health breakdown. Um, but Wait, so I, there, I was, there were two other times you were supposed to see him. Yes, and then he uh, canceled the tour, so I finally got to see him. But I was supposed to go like multiple times. Um, and I don't, I don't think you still do this, which is a crime. But you were Justin Bieber for four years at mm-hmm. TU every Halloween, and not just Justin yeah. Bieber generally, but Justin Bieber in that stage of life at that moment. Yeah, and there's there's picture proof of those those stages. Yeah, yep. So, but not not just a casual Bieber listener. No, I listened to him today. What wow. you listen to? I listened to Changes, and then I went to Purpose, and then uh, listened to a little Justice album. <laughs> wow. Okay. Was, so Purpose. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, it's fair to say you are a way bigger fan than I am. Um, Also, I would just like to preface all this with the fact that I hardly ever listen to music. Um, Oh, you and Jake. Yeah, I'm I'm in the Jake camp here. Yeah. I really, I really am not qualified to have an opinion on this. Oh, but but don't worry i am able to you know at least um have an opinion and uh and and reason through some things the best i can and you know have some fun with it so yeah you would say you have an unqualified opinion yeah i mean i don't listen to music very much at all but um i like justin bieber how much do you like justin bieber how good do you not as much as that how good do you think he is Oh, I think he's, I think he may be the greatest musician of all time. Oh, snap. 
So this is the okay. I was thinking the controversy was going to be negative. No, no, no. no. So no, I was no. surprised. Oh wow, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that. Grant knows I. I would probably answer Michael Jackson. Um, but some of his just, I mean, off the music, out of the studio. Yeah. Reputation kind of takes all that away. Yeah. There is yeah, a there is a comment. There was a comment that John Mayer made about Justin Bieber that I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. He said that he was the most like naturally, I think melodic, like can come up with melodies from his soul. Kind of if you've seen the movie August Rush, kind of like that. Like he's mm. he's got some savant um to him. And this mm. is coming from another artist that I like. So I was I was all on board in this take. Um so I could I could actually see where your argument is, and I can agree. Well, but I'm totally you. biased. I'm totally I biased. do want to just put this out there um, for everybody because it's like you know we need to figure out how 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 am I getting there, and uh, what are we what are we using? So I came up with this nice little put together. I I typed okay. some things up here. Oh whoa. Yep yep. I tried I, to prepare for this. So okay. Just to be clear, yeah, you are saying you've now said he may be, but I mean, I don't, done. you know, only what is it, Siths speak in absolutes, right? Yep. So, big Sith guy, I'm big Sith guy. guy. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that eventually. <laughs> talk about that, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess he would get my vote, but my vote is one of millions and billions of votes out there as yeah. in your opinion the greatest musician in all of human history mm -hmm. but i don't know all the musicians so it's also that makes it tough on me that okay of, of the musicians that you're familiar with yeah the greatest yeah yeah okay so but tell um, us what you, what you put together yeah so i mean i'll also say you know a lot of recency bias here you guys have talked about that many times um, yeah, I'm yeah, 30 years old. I, I do know some of the older musicians, but I'm not going to lie. I don't listen to, to all the older ones. Um, but, but yeah, just to go into this real quick. So, you know, we got to obviously recognize the evolution of music. Music has changed a lot over the years. We've discovered new ways of making noises. And part of being a musician is playing instruments and using different noises. I think Justin Bieber is one of the best at using different unique noises um but just to kind of backtrack a little bit here so justin bieber is a pop artist pop standing for popular um which is a contemporary form of music that appeals to a wide variety of people so meaning wide variety of you're hitting you're hitting the most people <laughs> you can which i think has there's something to be said there um um let's see you know we're talking about people who play musical instruments and are musically talented. Um, so I came up with this fun little thing called Vice. So we're these. This is what we're. This is what we're writing off of. Okay. The, any any guesses on the V? Voice. Yeah, voice vocals. Yep. Vocals. Yeah, vocals. Um, I. Inflection. Instrumental. Instruments. Good, Jake. Uh, <laughs> C. Wait. Charisma. I don't know. Composition. Oh. Composition. Okay. Oh, that's nice. good. 
This is good. Yeah, see, this is fair. This is fair. This and is then good. um E, I kind of ha- I have entertainer, but in, in parentheses, performer. Yeah. Um so those are the four things I'm looking at here. That's a good rubric. Yeah. I think it gives you something. So, you know, I think you can argue like Justin doesn't write all of his songs, but he does write a handful or he at least puts input on a lot of them. So, you know, you could probably dock him a little bit there. I think that's maybe like one of his, in some ways, lowest points because there's other artists out there that I think do write all theirs or, or maybe a little a little more creative. Um, although I do think Justin is, you know, I think he's got some skills there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I, I love his vocals and the fact that he can play drums, piano, guitar, trumpet. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about someone that is multifaceted in the instrument space. Um, and he's a great entertainer. I think, I mean, I can't, I've never seen him in person, but Everett, I can, I could let you sound off on that. Um, well, and, uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Is he? <clears throat> well, when I went and saw him, Megan and I walked away thinking he looks really tired. I think, like, if you're talking about his peak, maybe not night after night, because uh, there's other people that are known for night after night bringing mm-hmm. tons of energy. But, like, his top performance, I would put it against anybody else. And, uh, lastly there's just two other points that i had here uh or i guess a couple other points that i had here he was the first artist to own the top three best-selling songs simultaneously uh that was a forbes forbes had published that the songs were despacito i'm the one and to you um to you what is that it's kind of more of a techie song like there's a lot of you would recognize it it's more instrumental, I feel like, than vocal. Um, and then there, I'm not the only person to say this. Um, there is an accomplished actress, and um, she produces films as well, Olivia Wilde, <laughs> called Justin Bieber, the greatest singer on earth. Wow. Um, and then lastly, this may be part more part of why I'm biased. So in 2011, 12, and 13... Forbes named Justin Bieber as one of the top 10 most powerful celebrities. And that was kind of in the prime of my, I feel like in some ways existence in terms of that was when I graduated high school and then was starting college. And so I think in a lot of ways, Bieber has just, he's just stuck with me. And that's all I got. That that was thorough. That was thorough. I love it. I do love it. In terms of unique noises that he makes, I think his, (laughs) (laughs) that will forever is that to you is that the song to you no that's where no that's where are you now oh okay is that right yeah 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 i feel like there's another one that i liked that he had some cool vocalization going on um okay I'm, i'm trying to figure out this to you thing is it next to you is this one with chris brown i think Oh, yeah, he did do it with Chris Brown. Uh, he re-recorded it with Chris Brown, I believe. Okay, I see. So, yeah. and one thing I will say, I don't know if this ad takes away, those three songs he named, he was with other people. I do mm-hmm. think that a lot of artists want to collaborate with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which says a lot about him. Like, across the board. Acoustic people, 
rappers. This is this is my Sharon. All right. Can I present the counter argument? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell us who you think is the greatest. Okay. Well, well, first of all, let me address Justin. I think I love Justin Bieber. He is very popular. I don't know if he's the greatest. Well, I don't think he is the greatest musician, but I think he may be one of the most marketable musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is powerful. That doesn't necessarily mean you're highly talented as a musician. He is highly talented. I mean, he's in a different class, but then there's like within all those people who are very good, there's also separation between them. Um, it's, it's tough to define musician. I think your rubric is like perfect for um, someone who performs, a musician who performs. Like an entertainer. Like an entertainer. Because, do you, like, does the best musician in the history of the world have to be entertaining? Hmm. Yeah. That, I guess we could, yeah. We'd have to discuss that. And do they have to be vocally gifted? It's a good question. Great. So, so tell us who you think. And, and this will help us maybe see the dissonance um i would say mozart mm. and so we're kind of thinking in different classes there but i think in terms of I, I guess i'm thinking more of music composition which i like that was part of your rubric so i'm i'm, I'm on uh-huh. board with that uh-huh. um but like i think composing music to me is very I, I can't even wrap my like mind around that. I would not know how to do that. You're saying all. like orchestra music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like that music has withstood the test of time. Like we still hear it today, hundreds of years later. I haven't heard Despacito in 10 years, you know, like Mozart. <laughs> have, Mozart you heard, has have you heard a Justin Bieber history. song? When was the last time you heard a Justin Bieber song? Um, I, I honestly probably, well, probably in the past year, um, for sure, which is true. I mean, he's, he's pumping out music, but well, not when, when's, the last time you, yeah. when's the last time you listen to a Mozart? Yeah. Great question. Good question. <laughs> um, I actually channeled Jacob in that moment. I was like, <laughs> he's going to love this book. Yeah. I, I love that one. Um, <laughs> July 2023. I had a baby. I had a baby and we were playing Mozart. Because Mozart makes babies smarter. Mozart makes babies smarter and makes parents feel like they're smarter too. Yeah, that that's the thing. I feel like classical music, it's it's a front for a lot of people. (laughs) I think this just gets back to our classic rub of the popcorn versus the steak. Well, this is what I'd say too on this is Mozart. See, like Mozart didn't have access to all the sounds that Justin Bieber does. Yeah. And I would be curious to see what he did with those, because I think he would make some really cool music at the same time. Justin Bieber is not really going to backtrack and like start using all the, you know, like, 
I think it my I guess what I would say is I think if Justin Bieber wanted to, I think he could compose something. It might take him a long time, but I think he could do it. And and so I mean I I don't have Justin Bieber's phone number and I can't ask him to do that, but I think he could. Like uh, I, I mean, do you find Justin Bieber's music more impressive than like the people who are composing music today for movies, like Hans Zimmer or Oh yeah, he's amazing. You know, you really want to leave that Grant, you want to leave it out there like that? Yeah, I'm going to. I, I was tempted to, it's but Hans, I was... it's Hans Zimmerman, everyone. Hans Zimmerman. Um <laughs> that is an inside joke. Sorry. Yeah. Um you should explain it. It's not that funny once it's explained, I feel like. Uh have you want to explain? Uh there was a guy on our team, he'll go unnamed, but he was very boisterous and he was he was arguing very vehemently about the beauty of Hans Zimmerman's music. Hans Zimmerman. And just kept saying Hans Zimmerman, Hans Zimmerman, Hans Zimmerman. And Grant kept going with it. I, I knew it was driving Everett nuts. I also knew that he this guy was wrong. Uh, yeah. But I wanted but, him to feel crazy. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he was gaslighting me. Uh, yeah, that was a gaslight. And uh, so then for, from then on, he started calling Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmerman. And yeah, like when we explain it, it doesn't sound funny, but Grant, this is typical. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's yeah. forever Hans Zimmerman just because it was gaslighting Ev. And I was teamed up with this boisterous fellow and we were saying Everett was so, so wrong. Oh, yeah. He thought it was so funny. I was like, it's Hans Zimmer. Like, did we get to that point where I was like, isn't it Hans Zimmer? And you were like, no. Yeah, I was like, no. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's up there. Grant used to call me poor man's Ev, and there was a guy on campus who was rich man's Ev who kind of looked like I me. I forgot about that. Really it's like up there. <laughs> well, he's living a better life than me. Yeah, oh, well, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, but like, don't you, don't you find those composers, what they do, like, more impressive? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they're impressive, but I guess it's just, you know, I don't really listen to them. Yeah. So it's hard, like, it, you know, it's just hard for me to be like, and I don't, and the other thing too is like, you know, understanding the playbook, if you will. Like I, I learned to read music when I played saxophone seventh and eighth grade, but like, mm -hmm. it's been a long time and, you know, it's just, it's harder to get into and totally understand that. Like, I don't think, you know, you yourself could even say like, you totally understand all the ins no. and outs, but you, you appreciate what they, what they can do. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is like, I feel like in some ways I can better relate to someone that's more current than someone that's been so far past, but I mean, it doesn't disqualify them. And I think, I think it's definitely a valid person to say for the, you know, greatest musician of all time um last last <clears throat> thing i'll say about this mm -hmm. I've, there's a there's a guy we like who i think kind of highlights uh this discussion jacob collier i was gonna bring him up yeah I, I think he's in the discussion for what you're describing right but he's not popular no i mean he's becoming more popular 
Uh, he doesn't get radio okay. play. Like he's not gonna. No. No, but he can play. I feel like he can play any instrument that he set his mind to, and he plays a ton of instruments. And he his composition is amazing. And but he's not like he's. If you use the term marketable, he's less marketable than Bieber. Right. He's way less marketable. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not that hot. Yeah, you got a point there. Because I do feel I don't. I'm not as familiar with James, but I think there's something to be said about that. There's so many great musicians out there that never get. You know, they just don't get the recognition that they should because yeah. they're maybe in a line of music that's not as popular. Yeah, I do like Spotify for that reason. I feel like yeah, we're in, in in a moment where we're, we're just, we get to hear more people, which is good. Mm-hmm. Blake, how would you sum up um, the difference between married life and bachelor bachelor life? Well, for me right now, it's not as different as maybe it should be because I don't see my wife every day. <laughs> um, for for those out there listening, my wife is a senior at Hillsdale College, and she is a basketball player. Go Chargers! Go Chargers! They took a tough L tonight. To Trevecca. Uh, yeah, Trevecca. I'm going to watch them on Saturday. I'm actually staying with Travis. I don't know if you knew that, but in Cincinnati. And then my cousin, Travis, and our cousin. My and, cousin. Uh, yeah, our cousin. And going to watch her. But yeah, I mean, it's been it's been fun. I I've just she's just such a great support and just my best friend. And I I'm just so blessed by her. She's so organized and caring and funny. And it's funny because she's pretty quiet around most people but i feel like it's been fun because i i get to see her funny side and we get to play games together and it's just a lot of fun is there is there anything that she has you know bested you in in terms of games oh like consistently yeah (laughs) she's got your number um I don't know. Every once in a while, she'll streak on me in some cark. Well, she'll she'll put like three games in her. She's put three games in a row together on me a couple times. Um, Carcassonne, but uh, we like to play on the app together. Actually, Grant, we haven't played in a little while. We should we should play again soon. But yeah, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's really the main game we play. And ticket to ride. TTR. Yep. Um, Which map? Oh yeah. Oh Rails? yeah. Uh we've got the Europe edition and yeah. we've got the Rails to Sales, which is really cool, the Rails to Sales, because you've got the world map and you've got the United States. And oh, or I'm sorry. I think that's right. Yeah. And you can build boats too. So you have boat cards and train cards. Steam boats. It gets the games tend to go a little bit longer though, because you can basically replenish from either the boat deck or the train deck and so there's some strategy there in terms of like if you if you know your opponent needs trains and you can just you could draw a train card and then replenish it with a boat card and it kind of makes it tough mm. for them mm. but any anyway we don't need to get in all the rules of ticket to ride but yeah well speaking <laughs> speaking of games um there's one game that that reigns supreme in your heart um <clears throat> and i want to ask why do you play disc golf more often than golf we'll just call it golf 
Oh. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I would say probably the yeah. main reason would be the expense factor of golf. Yeah. Versus disc golf. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would venture to say Blake's probably spent more on disc golf this year than I've spent on golf. I, I've not gone very much for this the year. year. For the year. In 2024. I don't. <laughs> well, definitely in 2024. <laughs> He's no Blake has made more money playing disc. That's true. Yeah, I, I didn't think about his. Yeah, profits. I'm in the positive, Jake. <laughs> I have not made money golfing. No. Yeah, think about that. He's in the he's in the positive. He's in the green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because really at this point, I don't really buy new discs. I mean, like maybe once a year or twice a year if it's something that I'm like really needing to replace. And then if I'm running tournaments, I'm usually making money. And if I'm playing in tournaments, I'm, I wouldn't say, I mean, usually I'm making money as well. So. So, but, but why do you, why did you initially you start playing disc more? Than yeah. Because um, you, you used to play a lot of golf. Well, I don't know about a lot, but, but when we were like in high school, you and Pete, you would go golf at Clark Lake. Like, yeah, you you liked it a lot. I think so that I think was more of like middle school time when we were in that league. Actually, it was like Zaz, Austin McBean and Pete. And we would go and mom would take us and we'd go play. And that was a blast. I love that. Um, I wasn't footing the bill for that at the time. Um, and I will say, I think one of the biggest reasons too, like with disc golf that I've, I mean, I've, I know that you had, uh, posed a question for me on this, like, why should the world play disc golf? I don't, I don't know yeah, if you yeah, want you can answer that as well. I mean, that's get into that, but, in yeah. um, <laughs> I think for me too, like I played college baseball. So once I got out of college and I was looking for something to do and like looking my arm was, really, yeah, my arm was still in like pretty good condition. And, um, I've always been a thrower and it's really interesting. Like, I'd love to chat with you guys about just, you know, like all the different sports skills that are out there, but like throwing is just, it is an interesting skill. And so I was able to pick up disc golf pretty quickly. And, um, I mean, most people love the flight of a Frisbee, like regardless, you know, just throwing it, you can shape it and watch it fly and stuff. And so. I think for me, that was like one of the biggest things that got me hooked was like, hey, I can manipulate this Frisbee, if you will, or disc and make it do exactly what I want it to do. And like, it's so much easier than golf in that sense, too, because you've got your hand on the club, if you will, the club and the ball. While in golf, you've got, you know, the club and then the ball. And so it's just, it is more difficult, I would say. I've always thought that I'd be more successful at golf if I could just throw the golf ball. <laughs> if I had no club, and I could. You know, we could it. make a video of that, Grant. You versus Jake. You throw the ball. Jake hits it. See who wins. Jake, I would do that. Some days, I'm sure you'd. Be I'll there. videotape it. I think the green would be tough because because then I got I got to figure out how to like roll it to putt. Would you know. flick it? No. Well, I think I think I would be able to. If I'm allowed to pick up the ball and chuck it, then yeah, I should that's be able true. You like could throw it like a bowling yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I feel yeah. like you could do decent putting, like rolling like a bowling ball. Yeah, maybe. I was actually going to say to you guys, it'd be awesome if you put this on YouTube. 
I think people would enjoy it seeing the podcast with uh, the video stream. Yeah. <clears throat> and and then I you can branch YouTube. off into some YouTube videos. Yeah, I'll film you. That actually wouldn't be a bad idea. It's a good idea. I, I've been trying to get Grant. I've been trying video. to get Grant to put uh, pods on YouTube since like 2015. Oh. Jake doesn't contribute anything to the to the grid. Jake, I'm with you. I'm publishing things, and he wants me. I, I I'm a I'm a choosing beggar. You are a choosing beggar. <laughs> Blake, why Maybe. why should the is that is that your pitch for why the world should play disc golf? Um. Oh well, I guess that's not all of it. I the other things I would just highlight quickly are, um, you can experience God's creation. Oh. True. Um, you can also do that playing golf. How is that different than golf? Yeah. See, he he doesn't see Blake doesn't see them like at odds like you do. He's no, just he's just saying yeah, what really he enjoys about the I game. Think, <laughs> I think true. golf is awesome, um, and I think there's a lot of like, you know, how golf they can manicure the grass and make. Yeah, it I think really I think golf like, is an abomination of God's creation. <laughs> <laughs> I think wait this golf. When you can be in the woods and like yeah. you know, there's a waterfall. Like, that's that's true disc golf to me. I I like that kind of disc golf more than the stuff that's just kind of like out in the open. Yeah. Wait. So like, I've heard Grant on several occasions kind of try to institute ball golf, disc golf. Like when you refer to golf, <laughs> did he get that from you, or is that his own thing? No, I I hope not. I probably have said ball golf at some point, but my school of thought is call golf golf. And I I think disc golf, we should just start calling it disc. Because when I ask yeah. somebody if they want to play, I say, hey, you want a disc. I don't say, hey, you want to go disc golf or go disc right. golfing. I just say right. disc. Right. What, what happens within uh, your like soul that. when someone says, hey, do you want to go play Frisbee golf? That's fine. I'm I I'm not one of the people that gets all like, oh, you called it frisbee golf. Like, ultimately, it came from a frisbee. So you don't wince just a little. No, I just think they're a noob. And then like <laughs> you 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 have your disc, and they're like, hey, throw me that frisbee. Sometimes sometimes there are like top level players that'll call it a frisbee just just for fun. So just to troll the noobs. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, um, I will also say great for your health, like golf. I feel like a lot of times, I mean, you can walk the course, but it's like really lots long. of unhealthy, lots of unhealthy golfers, but yeah, exactly. Day. A lot of them are just riding in a cart, drinking beer and not actually getting mm -hmm. a physical workout while in disc golf you are. And, uh, Blake, there's a lot of, there, yeah, I was going to say, are there any, <laughs> there's no disc golfers that partake? Cause I feel like that's, uh, Oh, and drinking? Golfing. Yeah, for sure. But I'm saying none of us are really driving golf carts. And marijuana. Big marijuana. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's Big in marijuana. golf, too. That's the thing. That's in golf, too. Oh, really? I. I oh, yeah. We Go down golf. to, uh, what's the course, Jake, that's like southeast of Adrian? Woodlawn? Yeah, oh, Woodlawn. They, they like to get their smokes in out there yeah, sometimes. I, I would say that is probably a thing with, like, lower, lower level of courses i don't know yeah all, all the courses around here i would call lower level courses which right. is that's my type of golf yeah and that's why we run into that in disc golf so much is because the courses are literally free so like 
the the poorer people play like they're more likely to play disc golf than they are golf and so those people are also they're they're more likely to well i mean maybe i'm wrong in this but golf is a sport for gentlemen not for the likes of us (laughs) great movie yeah that's a good quote too man what that's that's a great quote and that movie's kind of theme around it is that golf is for the common man so that, those are kind of the the uh, antagonists saying that. Yeah, that's true. It's true that they're the villains who are saying that. Yeah, but I'm yeah. not convinced. Disney didn't convince me. Kyle <laughs> Buff didn't convince me. Love him to death, but I'm not convinced. Oh, uh, he's convinced me a lot. <laughs> that movie made me cry. Yeah, me definitely. too. Oh, yeah. Me too. Um, the greatest game ever played, or yeah, yeah. the greatest game ever played. Yeah, um, yeah. one of the last things i would say is the sound so i mm. think of a basketball when i think of sounds in sports a basketball swishing through a net is like got to be one of the top and yeah and honestly i do think a lot of people get hooked by the banging chains banging chains, bang and chains. <laughs> uh, there is something to it it's it's you know it's kind of like a it's a unique noise and uh i think a lot of people like that yeah, as someone who doesn't ex- experience that from a far distance, I I could see what you're saying. Yeah, like when you finally crack the code and yeah. bang a chain. And I do love like the creativity. So one thing that I there's there's sports out there that I appreciate so much and and I can't do, and one of those is skateboarding. I am always just in awe. I've always been in awe of skateboarding, and like people that can do tricks and like do different things. And um, you, you hear people talk about different styles and just extreme sports in general. And it's really been interesting as I've taken the deep dive into disc golf, like how many skateboarders there are that have gotten into disc golf. And they talk about what has drawn them to disc golf and part of it being just like how it, you can be so creative. There's so many different styles of throw. Um, and I, I love that because I love playing with people that, you know, they may throw totally different or do something that I've never even looked at. And it just it's just part of the fun for me. Like Jake might bust out a T-Hawk on a whole. You've never even thought of doing that. Yeah. I, 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 didn't that. I love seeing Jake. It's bust straight out on, T-Hawk. wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Bump and run. Ev, you're yeah. a pro. You, you like the T-Hawk too, don't you? Yeah, I feel like you. It's more similar to a football, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I like the, the feeling. The thumber. Yeah. The thumber is the probably thumber. the – yeah. Yeah, but I, I need to be taught the, the more fundamental throws. That's just the one that can get yeah, me. See, have, you know, you. I feel like you would maybe have the best potential out of all of us in this uh, podcast yeah. right now. It's just uncorked. It's uncorked. It's uncorked. Yeah. I do JK. think, well, like – the, the, the like different throwing motions from our past and what we've trained in mm. like <clears throat> you throw a forehand in disc golf very well uh and i think that is a lot because of your pitching background and mm. being able to throw from like a lower arm slot more naturally than most people a lot of people are uncomfortable mm. throwing from a low arm slot I yeah like, I, uh, honestly i think that's one reason why I, I what one thing that frustrates me about disc golf is I've never had that low arm slot. Like when we were big into wiffle ball, I would work on it all the time and I just could never throw 
from a low arm slot. Yeah, risers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's unnatural. I, I do. It's so weird, though, because in baseball, I really threw with more of like a three quarters to almost over top sure. arm slot. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you, it, it's harder to make the disc fly that way. So I, you know, you kind of had to naturally drop down and, um, I don't know. There's, there's so much to it. I could talk about it forever probably, but. Um, I do think that, I think throwing mechanics in general is just a fascinating. Yeah. I will say this. In every, in every um, football, everything. I do think Grant, one of the things that's really interesting is the, so people in disc golf say that actually the way you can get the most distance is by a backhand. Yeah. And one of the things that the ways that best translates is a baseball swing, yeah. like actually hitting Yep. and then a tennis uh, backhand. Yeah. And so it's interesting because like, there's a, there's one guy that's like one of the best players in the world, Paul McBeth. Um, he started off, he, he was going to, he wanted to play professional baseball and I believe he hit from the left side, but he's right-handed. And that's like, that's like the ultimate weapon. If yeah. you can do that, then you can, you yeah. can be good. Yep. That's true. It, it, that motion really mimics like hitting from the left side. Yeah. Torquing. Um, okay. Torquing. Let's get to some of our Insta questions. Yes. Uh, Alex Howie Howard. Asks, what's the best sports moment you've been a part of, fan or player? This is me? Yeah. Okay. I have these. Um, I wrote one for fan and player. Nice. Um, I'm curious about these. I, I don't know what I would, yeah, I don't know you what I would guess? guess for you. Um, can you. Can you tell me? Mm, fam. Man. I'll tell you. Okay, go ahead. March 22nd, 2014. Uh, this is as a fan. Okay. Do you know what that was? That was the state championship? Probably us at the state final. That was wow. Grantley and Jake in the state final. What a brother. Very cool. I as a fan, I think that was the coolest, coolest sports moment I've been a part of. That's very sweet, Blake. Very cool. I was thinking around that time you also would have been playing baseball, I believe, right? Yeah. So um I and that's as a player, this is kind of interesting. My number one was June 6, 2014. It was my first start with the Niagara Power. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. When I played in the NYCBL League, Niagara Falls, New York. Really cool experience. The funny thing about it was, so this was my first start. It was away, and it was against the Olean Oilers. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correct, but it was their opening day. They had, like, almost 5,000 people there. It was, like, 40, I don't remember, 4,200, something like that, and biggest crowd I've ever played in front of yeah. in my life. And I, my arm was not in shape. Like I was not ready to go. I kind of got, I kind of joined the team late. Like they needed another pitcher. And um, I did not pitch particularly well. It was my worst game actually of the season. I gave up like eight runs. Um, and I thought, Oh gosh, they're not going to want me to pitch after this. I ended up having a great season. It was like my favorite 
sports experience in my life but that game was so cool like we ended up winning the game which made me feel better about giving up eight runs um but it was just it was so much fun like the atmosphere was so cool and just upstate new york is is really a special place so mm-hmm. awesome that was yeah. fun we got to go visit blake for a week out there and see some games didn't get to see that one that that's not electric yeah it was it was fun. That had to be a kind of a jarring experience. Like usually there's not distractions when you're pitching or like the crowd isn't like, you know. Yeah. And uh, alcohol there. So yeah. most, I don't think really besides that, that's the only time in my life where I've played and there was alcohol at the event. And so yeah. the fans were something different. Rowdy. Uh, and like down in the bullpen, it was, it was just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, is, that I think about that a lot when I watch the MLB and I'm like, a lot of these dudes go from playing high level, like college baseball, but there's not really that environment at all. Still, e- even at division one baseball games. Um, and yeah. then, they, but then you go to the MLB and that's like insane. I do think the college world series yeah, that's true. That, but that I'm saying like your average baseball game. Yeah, yeah. Like if you went to a Michigan State baseball game, yeah, I don't think there's that many people there, and that's yeah. Division One. And they're and not getting like, rowdy. I mean, there's probably not. old dudes who love baseball and they they go to right. everything and they like to watch and they're they're chilling. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sean BC, who's really just Sean C now. Um, <laughs> Best sport for developing the skill of being a team player. Um, I'm going to let you guys kind of chime in on this. I wrote a few different things down, but um, I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys say. <clears throat> what would you guys say? Well, is, the, is this question, question a shot at disc golf, first of all? That's how I wrote the question. <laughs> oh, I did not think of it that way. I did not think of it that way. Jake is doing the hostile. <laughs> I think he was genuinely curious. Yeah, I thought he was genuinely curious. I do think that disc golf might be off the table for this, unless, Blake, you have an argument for that. (laughs) The ultimate team sport. I definitely wouldn't say it's the best. Uh, I think you can, because there are team formats, but like doubles and stuff like that. But no, I definitely wouldn't say disc golf. Um, I wrote down just a few. I, I wrote down football, basketball, um, my couple of my uh, dark horse options, ultimate frisbee and wiffle. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, but why, why uh, wiffle. Um, I think I don't know. There's a lot of team camaraderie there on the field, making plays, strategy. I think there's more strategy almost in wiffle than baseball. There, yeah. There's a lot of strategy. Maybe. <laughs> That's Positioning wise and stuff. And but I don't know. There's so many sports out there. Like it's hard for me to point to one. Kind of as I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, I feel like maybe sports where there are more players on the field would require more uh team player skills to be developed. So like football is why I I, I wrote football first. Um, but then I got thinking like, okay, like soccer, there's a lot of players yeah. on that field, ultimate frisbee, there's a lot of pl- like that's why I kind of went with those, but 
I do think when you start looking at like football, you pretty much have your role and you do it while, I mean, other sports are going to have a role as well, but something like basketball, you kind of have to be able to do all the different aspects yeah. to some degree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I agree. Everybody touches the ball in basketball and football. That's, that's not the case. Yeah. That's an interesting yeah. way of looking at it actually. No, I, cause I, my immediate thought was football, just cause there's a lot of thankless jobs in football. But when you like basketball, when you have to play on both sides of the floor, right? That's that changes it. I that's think my true. answer was basketball. Fascinating. I, I I immediately read this more as like developing. Well, I don't remember how it was worded, but like it, it says, best sport for developing skill of being a team player. Team player, like football, you're dependent on the person yeah. next to you. Where mm, that that's true. Where basketball, um, you can have a guy individually take over a game, um, mm. but you you are still to a certain extent dependent on your teammates. Yeah, well, I mean in football, if I miss a block, like the guy behind me is getting smoked, <clears throat> and is is mm-hmm. physically in like in danger, um, which is different than most sports. But yeah. the but that what you said is interesting too. Is like. I have one very particular job that I have to do and it's skilled in one distinct way. And I don't have to play defense. Um, I don't have to go do what Jake's doing. I don't have to do what Ev's doing. I just have to run around and catch a, catch a ball. Where basketball, like I have to know how to box out. I have to know how to re- like rebound. I have to know how to pass, play defense. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, you have to be more of a well-rounded player. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do wonder though if that's what Sean was getting at though, because how he at least how I have it written worded here was skill of being a team player. So he's calling it being a team player a skill that you develop. Yeah. yeah. So in that case, maybe then football does make more sense because you're you're kind of looking at the reliance of like relying on other people. You're basically, I think almost being a good teammate in some ways is like recognizing where you don't excel and putting the trust in your teammates to do those things, but also at the same time doing your part and being a, a player that impacts the team in a, the best way you can. Yeah. It's good. I, I've always, I've always viewed football as the biggest team sport mm-hmm. in the sense of like uh, you, you wholly rely on every other piece that's out mm-hmm. there. Like, you have to work as a unit. Yeah. I think soccer, I think soccer, you could say that too. It, it's very hard yeah. to individually just do your own thing in soccer. Like if you don't have Definitely. guys that are doing their job, then it's going to fail. Especially yeah. with the uh, offsides, you can't just send somebody out there. And I think especially with football, when you're just playing one way, like you have literally no control for a lot of the game, yeah. which makes it like you have to be, you have to just support your teammates. Like, there's not much you can really do. Yeah. It's true. And it can be frustrating when you're, like, you want to will your team to uh-huh. yeah. be better, but you don't You don't have the ball or, or you're not on the field. Like, Is that your vote, Jake? Would you say football? I would say football, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't played a lot of sports, but definitely in my experience, I would say football. I would say football too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm caught in between now. 
<laughs> I I do like your argument for dependency because I I mean I experienced that heavily in my job yeah. as, as I played football. Well, I kind of have a follow up question for for you, Evan, Jake. You know, is being a coach being the ultimate teammate? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I'll just answer it based off of feel. Like, I have felt more, um, like, joy seeing other people succeed as a coach than I did as a player. Like, I would get excited when we would, like, do things great as a team, but I didn't feel that what I feel as a coach. Like, when you see this kid who you're super excited for score his first touchdown, the levels of excitement for that, um, yeah, are, are heightened as a coach. So from that aspect, yes. Yeah, I, I would say so too. There's not like, I don't know. There's not like the sacrifice I feel like, or I, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I definitely, I agree that it, for me, it's always been more exciting to see like you and Grant succeed or players now succeed than myself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've always enjoyed watching Jake succeed. <laughs> yeah, I also have a position that it's hard to have like noticeable success. I guess there's noticeable failure. Yeah, but... that's tough. Wait, harken back, Grant, to when Jake would get a sack in in, in high school. What was his post sack behavior? I just, do you remember? I I, I think it. Go ahead, yeah. Jake. Well, we also played teams that like never threw the ball, so I also rarely got sacks. But yeah, do you remember? I, yeah. Do you do you remember what you? Because I feel like that's a moment where you catch some people off guard, and they like can't help but have some kind of reaction. And you know, NFL guys have their standard celebration, but. I would just love to see Jake's reaction. Like if it, if he's just like just walk back to the line. I feel like he would have just walked back to the line. I don't have <laughs> I don't have a memory which makes me think that he would have been like business as usual. Yeah. I, I feel like which I is big, even better. I feel like I was a big like headbutt guy. Yeah. <laughs> like headbutt and show people guy. Yeah, find find a yeah. helmeted bash. Like I remember it what our senior year in the playoff game. Grant scored a sweet touchdown, yeah. and I I flew. That was like probably the most excited I ever was playing. Flew in like tr absolutely truck Grant in like a dangerous way. <laughs> it was not a good not a good shove. Like I could he could have been injured. Did you knock me over? I I think you like rolled backwards. I, like, I think I did. I, I think I remember. I, I think I remember. You also were, first. yeah. You all well. You also were like jumping. It's not like yeah. I was like running at you full steam, and like... I, I wasn't expecting you to just go right through me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that game was the nicest Jake's ever been to me in my life. Actually, I remember it very well, very fondly. Um, it was great. Speaking of games, I I do want to just briefly go back to that LCS championship basketball game. Yeah. Didn't know if you wanted to talk about that at all. We have some LCS listeners here, so. It's true. And and the Wolfpack. Yeah. Uh, 
Do we have Whitfield listed? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think we do. I don't <laughs> think we do. We maybe they're ghosts. We'll speak to them some yeah. other time. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to them. <laughs> what about it, Blake? Oh, I don't know. It was just such a great game. I mean, obviously, stinks to lose, but like, it was. It was just one of the greatest games I've watched. I feel it was a great game, and, and, there, and you played a... you played great with great energy, great tempo. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it's unfortunate. I feel like in my mind, the things I remember are the things I did wrong. Yeah, and, and not really the things I did right. But yeah, um, there's a what sticks out. What's the thing that went wrong? I got my pocket picked in the backcourt. Late in the game, uh, uh, yeah, and, and a pretty, in a pretty like monumental moment. Um, yeah, Brad had fouled out, and I, I yeah. didn't bring the ball up the floor, but I should be able to. Do. And they yeah. were pressing us, and I, I got picked on one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, they were a great team. It, they were, but that's what I remember. Which I'm like, man, that's yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a clip on YouTube that of, from that game. And it says LCS keeps it close. And, uh, I feel like I've had so many friends clown me for that throughout my life. That's a horrible, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So I get clowned for that a lot, which is, you know, it is what it is. Who clowns you for, well, I I guess you don't have to name names, but yeah. Mitch Whedon. Oh, not LCS people. No, no, like people oh. later in life. Because I'm, I'm scoring in that clip, um, but mm. the title of it is LCS keeps it close. Yeah, <laughs> that's a gross misrepresentation of the game. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. As if we didn't ever have a chance. Yeah, that's. But it was fun. Um, yeah. Okay, two more questions quickly. I want I want these people to have their time in the sun. Jalen asks, what if your children are anti-disc golf? I typed out my answer to this. I would be sad, but there are so many other sports out there that I enjoy that we can play together. But specifically sports. What what sports specifically? No, 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 no. <laughs> they better be playing sports. Oh. <laughs> No, that's a, that's a good point. I did just say other sports out there. I mean, I hope we can enjoy sports, but it's not all about sports. It is interesting. Danny and I have talked about like how we would like to see our kids be more musically involved in some ways. Yeah. Like I think about the Hecklingers. Yeah. And how they all had to. The Hecklingers are our family friends from Toledo. Um, they all had to like learn an instrument. Yeah. And I mean, practice it for years. I don't know if they all still do it all, but. I think it's a good, good skill. It is. Yeah. I, we feel yeah. that way too. I don't know if yeah. Jake art, you know, maybe they'll get their mama's art and their blood kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. No, yeah. I, I definitely get more excited about that. Just being like sports was just in the background of everything that I did as a child. And I think with my own children now, I'm like, I would like to have a nice, healthy mix of sports and art. Um, I was talking. And I married well. Married well for that reason. Yeah. I was talking to Nikki the other day about one thing. I there's a lot that I miss about Taylor, but one thing I was thinking about was just there was music happening like all the time. People playing totally. instruments, 
And there was a piano in our like main lobby of the dining commons. Um, mm -hmm. And people would just hop on the grand piano and like just play music. And yeah. so many people were musically gifted. I, I think it was very similar at Huntington that a lot of people just like could play instruments, um, guitar, mm -hmm. piano. And it was around us all the time. I thought that was so cool. And then I'm like, no one, Nikki and I don't play anything. And like, <laughs> just not around it at all anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, even just yeah, smooth, it's, it's, smooth playing Enter Sandman in the basement of Berg. Enter Sandman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember being blown away just when I got there, like the first couple of times, you know, uh, Majin or, um, what was the other one? Nostalgia Night. Nostalgia Night, like those kinds of things. I was, yeah. Yeah. If or, you guys could pick one instrument to play, what would you pick? Oh, piano for sure. Piano. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite yeah. uh, nostalgia night performance? Ooh. Or you, I'll open it up to both, but like, is there one of those from one of one of those events at Taylor that sticks out? Dang, I'm trying to think now. Um, I got mine. What is yours? It's probably the same as mine. I don't know if it's the same because there were there were some good ones, but do you remember? I need to be reminded. Okay, the, do you remember the guy who played Heart of Gold? And yep, with the like, yeah, yep, yep, dude. Oh, yeah, that that sticks out. Yeah, that was great. That sticks out. There's also the guy who sang the "I'm in the corner." Yep, that one was really good. The first year, I think his name was Joel Berry. That might be, I might be making that up, but it was the guy. He like wrote a his own composition. It was insane. Uh, and I, I wish I could like replay it in my mind, but because I'm probably crossing up so many details. But that was one moment where I was like very conscious of this is like there's people that can do this. And yeah, I, I had much, much. Wait, was that is that the same dude who did the piano with, with the guy at chapel or different? Oh, I might be. Oh, that's a different guy. That guy's crazy. That too. guy was crazy. That guy was crazy. That I mean, that's another example of someone who's very talented musically who's not popular yeah and from a small yes you like okay last question and then we can get some sleep huh. grant farrington asked what is the best board or card game that can ordinarily be played in under 30 minutes huh. uh really quickly before i answer this jake what was your instrument oh yeah sorry if i could play something yeah Probably piano. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd lean guitar maybe. Okay. Anyway, board game. Uh, Jake, this is one that you and I have played actually. And I think Grant, we've played this. Everett, I don't know if you've played it, but Trails. You, you can play it under 30 minutes, you think? Oh, yeah. I think so. It would be close. I also wrote basic Carcassonne, like yeah. just. The basic version, yeah. not any expansions. You could play that in under 30 minutes. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think uh, you, oh, go ahead. Go for it. You might be about to say what I was going to say. Monopoly deal. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good Monopoly one. Monopoly deal is a good one. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I think I think you can play Dominion under 30 minutes. Oh, maybe. If you're an experienced player, but if it was like your first time teaching someone, I always struggle with reading those because they're so small. You know, that's why I like Jumbo Sequence, goaded. Jumbo sequence. You can see everything. We played a lot of jumbo sequence this past Christmas, and it was, it was great. Yeah. Great. What would you guys say? 
I mean, Euchre. I feel oh, yeah. like Euchre is just a great, great yep. game. It's great. Listen uh, to this. Um, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we were, Nikki and I played in a Euchre tournament last weekend for our friend Cooper's birthday. Uh, we started off, it was basically you had your partner, you played two other teams or three teams total. So four rounds. No, three rounds, four teams. <laughs> um, and the first game we lost two to eight and the other teams also scored like seven and eight or seven and six. And so we're like, okay, well, we've lost this, like that we're down too, too much. And then after that, we ended up doing just like everybody deals once for the round. And we rattled off two eight pointers in a row and everybody else scored like one or two. And we ended up winning the whole thing. It was a crazy comeback story, a Euchre triumph. Most fun I've had playing Euchre. That's a big dub. Loner after loner. It was crazy. (laughs) That's awesome. What would you say? Yeah. I mean, I like spades a lot. I remember the first time I played Euchre was at Taylor and then I played in the uh, Wendell Thanksgiving Euchre tournament. Right. And Grant and I I won. And your grandpa was like, he was like, you've played before. Because I remember being like, I've only played like once or twice at that point. But because I had played spades a lot, the the skills transfer over. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. I don't know if I've played spades, actually. Spades is fun. It's a good one. We we have a funny spades story from uh, Michael Dunn's bachelor trip, actually. But... um, You should tell it. Well, long story short, there's this... I don't know how to describe the story. I'm not going to tell the story. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I ran into a roadblock. Hey, are you guys still rocking the slogan when heaven meets earth like a sloppy white kiss or that? That is what's in our bio. Although I think our pod has a different slogan. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's the ethos of this. Uh, yeah, it is. This podcast for sure. It is. Yeah. Definitely need to throw that on some of your merch. <laughs> yeah. The merch that we got. Just have the merch be like the your logo could be like lips, big sloppy white kiss. They're just dripping lips. Yeah, we might we might run into some copyright issues. I don't know. It's technically not our <laughs> line. Not our line. We're stealing it. Um, Blake, any last words? Uh, I know we gotta cut this off. I, I did I did want to bring up there was big news today. Will Harms. Mm. retiring retiring so i i want to end it with a question for jake jake are you going to be the lcs head football coach in 2024 we we will see it's being i don't know that i think i think there will be i think i'll be involved next year i think there will be a good coach next year but i'm not gonna say i will be the coach no but is it possible you'll be the head coach I it's not it's a possibility. I I don't think it's a probability, but it's so you're possible. considering throwing your name in the hat. I'm considering it. Yes, I'll say. Is that. it a plausibility? <laughs> now we're getting into semantics, and I don't like it. But, <laughs> More than um, possible, less than probable. Plausible. I it's it's a possibility. You're a stats guy. What percentage chance? I I can't give you a percentage. 
I don't, I don't know the percentage. Possibly makes me think okay. 1%. It might be that. I, I don't know the percentage. What is the probability that if you possibly are hired as head coach, you will allow your best friend to install at least one offensive play? Ooh, good game? question. Got to come to practice. If you okay. come to practice, go for it. Okay. Ooh. Even if I draw something up and I can't come to practice, you're not going to no. use it? You gotta, yeah, you, gotta Jake, you should let Grant and Everett each give one play. Yeah. You got to install it. You're a defensive guy now. Let us handle the offense. Yeah. I don't. Are, yeah, I don't know. Some, is part of you excited? Keep something very reasonable. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Yeah, I didn't hear what you said. Sorry, I would give Jacob something very reasonable if if I gave him a play. Halfback. Yeah, I would. I would be much more likely to run Everett's play than Grant's. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go nuts watching Jacob's team. So vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Zone read. Zone read. Well, but hey, his defensive schematics weren't vanilla, right? You were. Uh... Rushing, rushing the QB all the time, were you? Yeah, I, I'm a Robeck disciple. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He just blitz so, the house. Offensively, Grant, maybe the Robeck he... coaching tree. <laughs> yeah. Um, is a part of you, I would think, excited to get your hands back on the offensive side of the ball? Were this to happen, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Were this to happen, I, 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 I will say this year was probably the most fun I've had around football other than maybe our senior year playing. So I was very disappointed. I I was very happy with my role. Yeah. Yeah. So we I I'm sure it will be great next year, but I, I don't know what it's gonna look like. You think he uh saw the writing on the wall? No, it was I think it was a health decision. Yeah, it's it's health related. I know, but yeah. I like the idea of him seeing like, ooh, could be tough. I'm gonna stick Jake with this too. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I think he still liked to be coaching. But yeah, I know, I know he would. I texted him. Will Harms is the best man. Yeah, great dude. Have you gonna be coaching next fall? Yeah, you're gonna be the head coach next year or a coach? No, I'll be a coach. Yeah, we have the challenge of we have two rising sophomores and a and a rising ninth grader in a quarterback competition this offseason. So we'll see what happens. Oh, it sounds spicy. Yeah. Do you feel like in your mind you have somebody you already you already kind of feel? <clears throat> yeah, and he, he's the vanilla option. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Is he the so- Is he the sophomore or the freshman? uh he's a sophomore he uh he's just he's like the one that you can predict how he'll play the most we we have a dynamic the other sophomore is more dynamic but hasn't been playing quarterback that that long and then the uh freshman is has a lot of potential that it's you know people are getting excited about but uh i don't trust him yet so we'll see yeah Uh go with the dynamic option go with Jameis. Yeah. <laughs> Go make yeah, plays. and he it's more of those like he could win you games, but he could also really lose you games. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and he, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. see. All right, boys. This has been great. Blake, thank you for yes. being um the second sibling on the pod after Maul. Um, but this is good, you know. Share a slice of our life background. It's good. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been a blast. All right. Until next time, this has been the 209 Pod.